Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newest installment of H2 Tech Talk, the podcast series by H2 Tech, the hydrogen technology journal from Growth Energy Information. I'm Tyler Campbell, managing editor of H2 Tech and your host for this week's H2 Tech Talk. In this episode, we'll be going over an article from the Q3 2022 issue of H2 Tech titled Power to X and Green Fuels, Fruit from the Decision Tree. The article is written by Florian Gruschwitz, an active driver in the International Business Development and New Energy Solutions Division and MAN Energy Solutions. But before we get started, I'd like to remind you to share and subscribe on Apple or Blurberry for more expert discussions on the global hydrogen economy. Now, let's talk hydrogen. There's no doubt that green hydrogen, or H2, is a crucial element on the path to decarbonization. Unsurprisingly, green hydrogen and power to X have gained much popularity and public attention. These technologies will not be a flash in the pan. Strong programs underline that decarbonization has become a serious priority, and many countries have already published ambitious hydrogen strategies. Mature technologies like e-fuel production are available and enable the use of existing infrastructure. However, much remains to be done to create more viable business cases that will show how derivative fuels or e-fuels can successfully complement green hydrogen in its elemental form and be an important enabler in the ramp up to a green hydrogen economy. One thing is clear, elemental green hydrogen will not be a one-size-fits-all solution. Instead, we will have a multi-option scenario where pragmatic approaches will aim at maximum efficiency while ensuring the solid base and ramp-up path are created for a long-term transition to green hydrogen. It is helpful to look at the topic from two perspectives to get the complete picture. First, by viewing power to X in the context of how it can play a key role in reaching decarbonization targets. Second, by looking at the main hurdles and success criteria in ramping up a green hydrogen economy at a global level. If we agree that decarbonization is an underlying imperative to save the planet, then a policy comprising of four elements can be identified. One, replacing fossil fuel power generation with renewable energy sources. Two, the use of green hydrogen. Three, employing e-fuels based on green hydrogen. And four, carbon capture and storage for hard-to-abate industries. These four elements may be viewed as a decision tree, when addressing an application that acts as a significant carbon source, all four means of decarbonization must be assessed in the order shown to find the best fit to achieve decarbonization considering all boundary conditions. Decarbonization is relying upon the availability of an abundant amount of renewable energy. Expanding the capacity of renewable energy generation is of paramount importance. The first question in our quest for decarbonization becomes, is direct electrification possible? This means, first, replacing all fossil fuel power generation with renewable energy. However, natural gas fuel power plants, for example, may be tolerated as backup or peakers, as they facilitate the maximum use of renewable energy in the grid while simultaneously ensuring maximum reliability and grid stability. Besides electrical energy, Heat generation is another one of the most significant contributors to carbon emissions. 
Heat pumps will undoubtedly become successful and can fulfill the demand for heat in buildings. But it is no secret that heat demanding industrial processes are another large contributor to carbon emissions. Direct electrification with heat pumps powered by renewable energy could be an optimal solution in many cases. Large-scale heat pumps that can achieve temperatures rising to hundreds of degrees Celsius are already on the market. Continuing through the decision tree for applications that cannot be electrified directly, many examples exist of how the use of green hydrogen could be a good option. However, following the Pareto principle, some prominent areas particularly suited for decarbonization are identifiable. For example, using green hydrogen instead of coal for steel production will considerably cut carbon emissions. Another good example of a sector ripe for decarbonization with green hydrogen is within processes that already require substantial amounts of hydrogen. Gray hydrogen is used and produced by steam reformation with natural gas. One example is fertilizer production, where ammonia as the primary feedstock requires copious amounts of hydrogen. In the third stage of the decision tree, when neither direct electrification nor the use of green hydrogen as a molecule are possible, e-fuels may be a solution. E-fuels are carbon-neutral fuels based on green hydrogen, including synthetic methane, methanol e-kerosene, or ammonia produced from green instead of gray hydrogen. As such, e-fuels could play an extremely significant role, acting as a bridge technology and replacing its fossil twin as a carrier medium for green hydrogen, or as a green feedstock for green ammonia for fertilizer production. One of the great advantages of e-fuels is its direct applicability. However, even if we picture a fully electrified green hydrogen and e-fuel powered world, we must not forget that there are still applications or processes that intrinsically emit larger amounts of carbon. One prominent example is cement production. Large amounts of carbon dioxide, or CO2, chemically bound within limestone are released during the calcination process. Pilot projects have already demonstrated that these carbon emissions can be captured liquefied, and stored in subsea locations to reach the target for atmospheric emissions of net zero. Another method of achieving net zero would be to use CO2 to produce methanol as a chemical feedstock. The carbon can then be bound again as a part of a cycle. A carbon neutral world to avoid further climate change is within reach without needing to completely change the world, the products we use, or our way of life. We can also see that green hydrogen and power to X are key elements in this transition. The question is, how do we ramp up the green hydrogen economy? For this, we must consider the whole value change, the production of green hydrogen and derivatives, their transport to their application destination, and the application itself. In the case of direct reductions in green steel production, some considerable investments will be needed. Accordingly, all parts of the value chain must be pushed and ramped up simultaneously. Large industry-wide programs are helping to scale up electrolysis to industrial levels with the accompanying cost reductions. However, the cost reduction of green hydrogen production alone does not make for a feasible business case when green fuels must compete with fossil fuels without integrating the external cost of additional carbon introduced to the atmosphere. Thus, carbon taxation 
is needed as well as smart carbon contract programs to make larger power to x projects bankable. Setting up a global hydrogen economy is necessary to leverage renewable energy potential in regions where it cannot be otherwise used and to avoid cannibalizing renewable energy capacities in regions with high demand. This would also help to bring sustainable prosperity to more parts of the world and could solve strong global interdependencies in energy trading. Large-scale off-takers, such as steel production, must be created. Even if blue hydrogen is relied upon in the starting phase, investments can be made and hydrogen pipeline infrastructures can be created. Subsequently, as soon as green hydrogen production is at scale, a switch to green hydrogen is possible with all the major investments made up to that point. As such, it is acceptable for many of the first large power-to-x projects to rely on e-fuels, since ocean transport of elemental hydrogen is challenging. E-fuels can complement the green hydrogen economy, are an enabler for large electrolyzer plant setups, and can resolve the chicken or egg dilemma until hydrogen grids become available to provide inexpensive transport, storage, and distribution options. Seen from an industry perspective, we can say that we are ready and eager to shape the future. We are prepared to take the risk and invest in our portfolio's transformation to provide the necessary technologies. Now we need the essential political action to ramp up a global green hydrogen economy and convert decarbonization targets into reality. We hope you enjoyed this new installment of H2 Tech Talk. Please remember to share and subscribe, and thanks for stopping by.